The Colosseum in Italy, Hobbiton in New Zealand, or the beaches of Cancun. Do you miss traveling this last year as much as we do? Hey everyone, you're listening to the Easier with a Friend podcast. We're two friends who love to travel together and love to talk about it too. As always, this is Chi and Elaine. And today we wanted to talk about some of our favorite vacations and plans for future trips once COVID-19 permits. Absolutely. And we both love traveling. We figure a lot of you guys have travel FOMO with us this year as well. And the struggle is real. We really miss the trips we used to take together, but we figured we can still look back on them and relive the memories. Also, we've got some travel tips for saving money that we always use to share with y'all. Jumping right into it, I think we wanted to lead off with some trips that we've taken together. Uh, Chi and I, of course, have been friends for a long, long time. We have gone to, let's see, Chi, if I'm not remembering all of them, we've been to Mexico together. Mm -hmm. We've done California. We drove Pacific Coastal One in California together, actually. And that wasn't even the only trip to California that we've taken together. We've done California multiple times, yep. Multiple times. We did New York, Mm -hmm. Las Vegas, Miami. Nashville. And am I missing anything? Um, I think those are the major ones. I mean, we've done a lot of camping trips together, even usually it's us. And then sometimes we'll get other friends to come along too. But yeah, I think that covers the big ones. Well, so which of those trips would do you think was your favorite? Ooh, out of all the ones we've done together, I would have to say Vegas. Vegas is always fun, especially when you have a big group. Just logistically, that place is set up to party. True. It doesn't take a lot of effort. All you have to do is get yourself to the airport, and then it's an easy ride from the airport to the hotel. And then after that, it's just nonstop food and party and hanging out with your friends. That is true. It's like a long sleepover. Oh, I I can't (laughs) pick, honestly, because Miami also sticks out in my mind. The reason why I think Miami was so much fun was because by then we had done so many of these trips that we were using all those good tips to really milk the fun out of that trip. And then, of course, we have so many funny stories from California, (laughs) our California trips. So I don't know. It's very hard to pick. What about you? We're really goofy together. So when she says we have funny memories, she kind of means we have dorky memories (laughs) together in California. I do think our Vegas trips have been fun. We've been to Vegas, too, more than once as a group together. As a matter of fact, we did Chi's bachelorette trip in Las Vegas together. And that was a lot of fun. That's one of my top ones. A bunch of our friends managed to come on that trip. So normally when we plan these trips, we tend to get maybe three or four people total takers. And maybe a couple of people will also bring significant others. So the group isn't huge, but I think for the bachelorette trip, we had like eight friends total maybe who made it and it was all girls so it was just a girls trip that was bucket of fun and I hate to sound like a parrot but I also had a blast in Miami I agree it was one of our last big trips together but it was also one of the last trips before everyone started having kids and so like we really went out and partied and we're not big party party people right but the party scene in Miami is something else yeah it has to really be experienced <laughs> to be believed. There are a lot of foreigners 
in Miami. They come there for vacation, a lot of European foreigners. Yeah. And so it was a very different vibe, very different from what we're used to. And like Elaine said, we're not big party people, but we did go to college in Austin, Texas. So for those who doesn't know, Austin, Texas is well known for its night scenes and clubs. Not that we did a lot of that when we were in college, but we we dabbled. We dabbled a little, I would say. But Miami was just a completely different vibe. We would go to the beach and just sit around and enjoy the sun and then walk along the beaches and eat good food. It was just so relaxing at the same time. Because you know how sometimes you go on vacation and it's like so hardcore, you need a vacation from your vacation when you get home? <laughs> Miami was actually really relaxing and fun at the same time. Yeah, it was. it was. It was really, really chill. Um, what about trips that you've taken with just Tony? So for my honeymoon, we went to Puerto Rico, which I would have to say, if you are looking for a semi-budget trip, <laughs> I would <laughs> highly, highly recommend Puerto Rico. And then the other trip we took on our one-year anniversary, which is by far one of my favorite, favorite trip, is the trip we took to New Zealand. If you've heard our Get to Know Us episode, you will know that I named New Zealand as my place to live if I didn't have to worry about Mm -hmm. money. I always joke with my husband that I hated the flight there because it was a long flight. But if I ever managed to get myself and my kids over to those little islands, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. (laughs) Actually, you and Tony have also taken a lot of smaller trips around the U.S. as well, right? And I remember even after V was born... Y'all still took a, a, a few just small, you know, like weekend trips with y'all and the baby? We did. Um, when I only had one kid, um, Tony, my husband, was still traveling a lot for work. So we did a lot of little trips wherever it was he got sent to in the U.S., honestly. A lot of it was just on the West Coast. We did a Seattle, we, which I love Seattle, too. Oh, my goodness. How did I forget about Seattle? I love Seattle. But the problem is I have actually only been to Seattle doing like their two months, they say, where the weather is like perfect. It's mm-hmm. not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not rainy. So I've only seen Seattle doing good weather, and therefore I really <laughs> love it. <laughs> But then by the time we had our second baby, we no longer found it enjoyable (laughs) to (laughs) lug everything that we needed for both babies to travel. And so I ended up just staying home a lot more with the with the babies while he he went for work. Gotcha. Sadness. No, I, I think that's reality. But the good thing is, actually, I think you and I talked about this a little bit ago, but you're the girls are finally getting to the age where they can really kind of drag their own little suitcases and they can really start to enjoy traveling. So y'all are making some plans maybe after COVID is over to, to take some little trips together as a family, right? Yeah. We're going to start with trip just around the U S of course you, you want to hit up all the kids favorite places like Disneyland and sure. Disney world <laughs> and uh, Lego land and things like that. So we want to take them there while they still feel it's magical. But then after they get a little bit older and can, you know, handle the rough and tumble of traveling, then we want to start going overseas. But, you know, like our group of friends have talked about traveling with the family, but also with each other, like doing family trips Mm -hmm. with each other, which is totally a new territory for us. Because although we've traveled together a lot, we have never really done a family trip together. So I'm looking forward to that, honestly, once COVID mm-hmm. is over, because we were already starting to plan that really for like this past year and this year. But of course, out of our control, just like everybody else. But uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. 
I think that's going to be a ton of fun. Whenever COVID finally is behind us, we can really get out there and, and I'm have so much traveling to do. <laughs> yeah, you and Nick actually have done a lot of traveling with just the two of y'all. So tell us about some of your favorite trips. Well, I think our big trips, like the big overseas trips, we've hit up Taiwan and Hong Kong. We did Bora Bora for our honeymoon. We did Vegas multiple times. We've done Seattle to visit my brother and my sister-in-law. So every year our company takes us on a company trip as well. And so with our company, we've been to uh, Mexico, we did the Bahamas, we did uh, the Dominican Republic. And that's kind of nice because you get to go on the company dime, which is always lovely. So you get to kind of fit in an extra trip during the year without actually deducting from the vacation time. So I have a question. You guys did travel before you got married, right? You guys did take some trips together or maybe one one trip together before you got married? Oh, no, we took a lot of trips together before we got married. We did Vegas together sometime around the six month mark. And I think it is very important to travel with a significant other yeah. to really figure out if you're compatible. I think that first trip is very telling, right? Because I've traveled with other significant others, you know, before Nick, and it definitely did not turn out well. And it teaches you a lot about each other. And if you can't stand each other for like a seven day trip or a four day trip, God forbid, then you probably should not continue <laughs> spending time with each other. Yeah, I think that people's traveling style are different. Some people like to pack their schedule from sunrise to sunset and you got to be go, 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 go 24-7. And other people, their idea of travel is to kick back with a drink on a hammock and not do much. Even when it comes to friends, I feel like there are certain friends that are like compatible in terms of traveling styles and others who aren't. For us, we're kind of similar in that way. I think we do a good job trying to balance big tourist spot that we do want to check off, get pictures. And then we always like to schedule in really good food. It doesn't have to be fancy or expensive. Even if we did try it out in an expensive restaurant, it would be like one. The rest of them, we would still really work hard to research and plan out where the good local spots are for food. Right. But I think that's another thing that is really important. Because again, not everybody is a foodie. One time I had a conversation with another friend And she talked about how like she really enjoyed staying in nice hotels, but she didn't really care for American food. She's she's from a different country. And so what they would do is they would spend their money to book a very nice hotel Mm -hmm. and they would bring instant noodle and just eat instant noodle in the hotel room. And I was shocked, but I understood. You do you, (laughs) but I was shocked because I can't imagine going to a different city or a different country and not wanting to experience at least some of the food. That seems strange. But I guess my, my point is definitely before you go on a long trip with a friend or a significant other, make sure you do a short trip first so that you can kind of get a feel for each other and what your styles are. I definitely agree. I think that is definitely a top travel tip. Chi, what would you say is a top favorite travel memory of yours? I would have to say one of the most memorable ones would be when I took a trip with Tony, his best friend, and then one of our other friends to Havasu Falls, which is a waterfall that is inside an Indian reservation inside the Grand Canyon. And 
the only way to get in is to hike and then you have to hike to get back out. Or of course you can always, I suppose, pay for tickets to take a helicopter. In. And so being that we were still young ish, <laughs> we decided we were going to hike in, which means you have to carry all of your food, your shelter, everything, whatever it is that you needed to survive, you had to carry it in and then you had to carry it back out. It takes about six hours to hike in. It was brutal. And it was like a survival challenge <laughs> within a vacation. You hike in, it takes six hours, you get there and it's just breathtaking waterfalls. It's so beautiful and it's so peaceful. And it's the most primitive camping I have ever done. That was probably the most memorable trip I've ever taken. What about you? My most memorable trip ever is probably Bora Bora. Just because of how breathtakingly beautiful the location is. It etches itself in your memory. Even to this day, if I close my eyes and I think about Bora Bora, I can see the water in front of my eyes. I can remember what waking up every day to that level of beauty felt like. But it's probably not my favorite travel memory because I feel like great memories are made with people, significant others, friends. So with Nick, I have a couple of top ones. One, of course, so he took me on a trip to North Carolina, ostensibly to visit his grandparents and see the house his grandfather had built. His grandfather is an architect. That was the trip where he ended up proposing. So <laughs> that, of course, was a really cool travel memory. But also we traveled to Orlando for a friend's wedding. So we zipped in and out of Orlando in 36 hours, but we made really great use of our 36 hours. We woke up the day of and hit Harry Potter world <laughs> <laughs> in Orlando. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And I really thought that it was just gonna be me running around being all dorky with my Harry Potter wand. I wanted to buy a wand. I wanted to do the magic spells. I wanted to try the butterbeer. But what I really love about Nick is that he really threw himself into it. He didn't just like, oh, okay, I'm just indulging my wife. He did the magic spells with me. He was like, oh, butterbeer is delicious. Like we rode the train, we did all this stuff. And it was just so much fun. And I thought that was super cool. So any trips you and Nick are planning to take in the near future? So top of my travel list is still the Maldives. I am really curious to get there and see if it's as beautiful as um, Bora Bora. Bora Bora. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to compare everything to Bora Bora. It just sounds like I say that word a lot, but it's a fun word to say though. <laughs> I, yeah, I've always heard that the Maldives is beautiful. You know, I've seen the pictures. And of course, like, if you get on Instagram and look at travel photos, the Maldives is everywhere, right? I, I'm really curious to get there and see for myself. So that's definitely on the list. And the other one that I really want to do is Iceland, which is, I know, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> but I want to see the Aurora Borealis. I think Iceland is the one where you see a lot of travel photos of people staying in basically what are the, their like clear glass igloo looking, mm -hmm. you know, hotel rooms and being able to look at the night sky and see the Aurora Borealis. And of course, you know, visit the 
Blue Lagoon. And I think I, I would love to do all of those things. And Europe is always high on my travel list. What about for you guys? Yeah, for sure. I think you've been to Europe several times now, right? With like other mini trip you've taken. But I actually have not been there. I mean, my husband's been there for work, but I myself have not been to Europe. And I think it's one of those places where you must go at least once in your life. Even if you're not big on traveling, you probably still want to go to Europe and experience the culture, the history, and all the famous places there. So that's definitely high on my list. And I will probably have to wait a couple more years at least until my youngest is a little bit older so that she can kind of really experience it and remember it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to say, yeah, I went to the Eiffel Tower. I went to England and, and all these other places. I also want to go to China and some of those places in Asia, mm -hmm. Korea, Japan. I just can't wait to go because there are so many trips. And I so look forward to being able to experience it with my kids. And also, I am really looking forward to, and we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but doing friend trips. Because right before COVID hit, we were talking about maybe doing a family cruise because it's kind of friendly for people who have young kids. You can then go back to your room and take a nap or whatever if your kid needs it. And then for the people who are able to keep going, there's other parties and things you can do and kind of keep hanging out. So I <laughs> thought it was a good way for like families that are, are in different stages or, or different types of families to be able to experience something together and not necessarily be like, oh, but this is a Disneyland trip with four-year-olds and I don't have kids. You know? <laughs> I mean, some people would still love Disneyland or Disney World. Kids are without kids. I was about to say, don't you knock Disneyland? I <laughs> love Disney. <laughs> but I'm just trying to make a point here. It's probably slightly different when you have to cater to a four-year-old versus being able to experience it the way an adult would. Yeah. So I don't know. I just have so many places on my list, basically the rest of the world. I want to go to the rest of the world because didn't you remember at one point we talked about what was that hike thing we wanted to do in uh, South America? Oh, yes. We wanted to do uh, Machu Picchu. Yes, we, we were so close to doing it. We were looking at Groupons and coupons <laughs> and really, I mean, I don't, I don't even remember what stopped us, but I remember having my second baby and realizing that it'd be a long time before I could take a trip like that and really regretting it. I was like, we should have fit that in. We should have just done it. I think you and I were at the time thinking that we were going to get fit to do it. We were going to get in shape to do it, right? I remember something like that, saying that we needed to get in shape. I remember going to Havasu Falls and then coming back to tell you that, oh my God, we would never make it. <laughs> <laughs> out of there if we didn't get fit and hindsight, right? Because now I'm even more out of shape than I ever was. <laughs> I wish I was in that kind of shape again, you know? We definitely discussed getting in shape for it because I remember telling my trainer at the time that I, that was the goal. We, I was going to train and do the Machu Picchu hike. And she had told me, oh, well, in that case, we're going we're gonna to train really hard. And then uh, at some point, you're going to have to do your training while breathing through straws. And I said, what? <laughs> She's, she basically was telling me, and I didn't realize that people train like this uh, for these things, but because of the elevation at Machu Picchu, she said, it's not about just your fitness level. It's about your lung capacity. And so what you would do for that is that you'll train, let's say with 
four straws in your mouth and you're only breathing through the straws and then and then she'll remove a straw so then you have three straws and then you're down to two straws and then you're down to i guess one straw we never got there though because we ended up scrapping the machu picchu plan <laughs> but for anybody else who's thinking of going to machu picchu apparently that is how you should train for it so that your lungs can handle the low air <laughs> okay lane here here's the plan here's the plan I live in Denver, Colorado now, so we have the true. elevation to our advantage. I'll <laughs> buy us some straws. You come to visit at least once a year, and we are going to go hiking. <laughs> we are going to go hiking to okay. test out our abilities. <laughs> and if we can't do it in Denver, Colorado on a short hike, we'll know it's, <laughs> it's too I just, risky. I just want to say that if I'm going to come do this, then I, I want a commitment. Like, we're training for five years from now, we're going to go climb Machu Picchu or something because <laughs> I mean, I, I need a, I need a carrot at the end of that stick. Like, I, I need, I need some kind of incentive. I can't just be coming and hiking with a straw in my mouth for no reason. <laughs> so again, thank you everyone for listening in today. That's the end of this episode of Easier with a Friend. Once again, if you've enjoyed today's episode, reach out to a friend, maybe one you haven't spoken to in a while, and say hi. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend, on our Facebook page, Easier with a Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com.